It's interesting, the <clears throat> first couple of scriptures that I have here, in the light of that testimony. <clears throat> Excuse me. I really worship this morning. Amen. And uh, that, that, that does a number on my, my voice, but I can't not worship. Amen. I, some of you guys have real strong voices. You can whisper, and it, the room echoes. And I, I have to have Robbie turn me up on about 10 just so that you can hear me after I worship. Praise God. But we got the technology, so we can do it. Matthew 10 and verse 40. He who receives you, receives me. He who receives me, receives him who sent me. Amen. We're going to pray on that one. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. And God, I just ask right now that we would receive that engrafted word. God, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would accompany this word. God, until it is, God, until it is sealed in our hearts and renews our mind. God, show us Jesus this morning. Lord, your word testifies of you. God, you said that the word became flesh. And then, Lord, once the word became flesh, Lord Jesus, you said the words that I speak are spirit and life. And so, God, we thank you that the word became flesh, and we thank you that when you speak, it's spirit and life, and there's personal application and, 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 and receptivity to that truth that you speak. And so, God, give us that now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So he says, he who receives you receives me. Do you notice how Jesus identifies himself with the church? Now you might not. Would you you ever think to go up to somebody, if you receive me, you can receive the Lord. If you receive what I'm speaking to you now, it's the same as receiving the Lord. That's not something we would just naturally go up and do. Amen. And if you do it, you want to do it in the right context to you'll rightly be labeled the heretic. Amen? But he, this, this is Jesus speaking here, and he says, He who receives you receives me. In other words, the, the, there's, a, there's a presupposition that you are talking and witnessing or proclaiming the gospel, the good news to somebody. And he said, He that receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives the one who sent me. Amen? Now he said, he, he, he moves on here, He said, and he who receives a prophet, can we get rid of this twang thing? Do you hear that or is it just me? uh, All right. He says, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Amen. I'm going to read that again. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Listen to this. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Here we can see how to receive a reward and how to hang on to a reward. Amen? He says, listen, he who receives a prophet, what's that mean? He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive the prophet's reward. I believe what he's saying here is, is, is there are fivefold ministry, there are disciples, there are, the, 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 you know, everyone has something to offer. Amen. When you come together, it says everyone hath. If you are born again and the Holy Spirit is in you, you've got something to offer. Amen. And as that's being offered, as that's being put out there, amen, for people to receive, people that receive that, receive the the benefits of that office, that gift, or that call. If you, in other words, a prophet can come and you cannot receive what he's saying or doing. We see it all the time in the Old Testament. They came, they warned the people of Israel, told them to repent, told them to turn. They didn't do it, and so they, 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 They reap the fruit of their choices. And and a lot of times judgment came. But when you receive the prophet, in the name of the prophet, you receive his reward. When you receive a righteous man, 
in the name of a righteous man. Somebody comes up to you, another brother, another sister, and trying to encourage you. Amen. If you receive that, you'll receive what they have to offer, and it will impact your life. And then he said, whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, someone given a child a cup of cold water, in the name of a disciple, I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. In other words, when we re- receive from the Lord, it's, it's as if, whoo, this is the Lord speaking. <laughs> yes, that was good emphasis. I do like the sound of my voice better now, though. You did something good there, brother. Amen. When we, <clears throat> when we receive in the name of, and, and, and that, that is imparted into our life. You know, there's some things that can only be imparted. You know, Paul wrote one of the most profound books when he wrote the book of Romans. I mean, it is... It is the, one of the most profound, in my, my eyes, one of the most profound books and revelatory books in, in, in the Scripture as it relates to doctrine, as it relates to theology. Thanks, brother. I am running out. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> he writes this book of Romans, and you've got, you've got all your major doctrines in there. You know, what happens if, what sin looks like, the, the penalty of that sin, the, the wages of that sin. You've got the destructive nature of sin. Uh, it's described and how it's manifest in a life. You've got how to get victory over that sin through believing. And you've got, once you're into the kingdom, you can get the Holy Spirit, how to live a life of the Spirit. And, and then what that life looks like practically toward the end of Romans, it tells you how that's manifest in a life. Amen? So it's, it's, a, tremendous, it's a tremendous book. But he said, I can't wait to get to you so that I can embrace part, in other words, there was something that they couldn't get from that letter that they could get from his presence. Amen? And when you read the book of Romans, you're thinking, man, it's all here. A Roman citizen, a, a, a teacher I had in Bible school, you said a Roman citizen could go anywhere in the world, and it's the same in the scripture. Someone who's really proficient in the book of Romans can go anywhere in the scripture and rightly divide the word of God. And he says, I long to come to you so that I might impart some spiritual gift. There, there's some things that, that you can read about. There's some things that you can watch online. There's some things you can see on YouTube. There's some things that, that you can get. But there's some things you can only get in person. Amen? There's an impartation. This is how the kingdom works. That's why Jesus had to come as a man. And identify with us. Amen. There's, there's certain things that only can be done. And he says, listen, if you receive that prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive the benefits of his giftings, his talent, the, the things that God's deposited in his life. If you receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, the same thing. You're going to receive the blessings and, and, and the quality and the anointing that comes from that righteous man. Amen. And then if you are a dispenser of this, if you, if you pass it on, you're not going to lose that reward. Now, let's see it in action. We're going to look in the Old Covenant here, uh, in the Old Testament, and we're going to see, we're going to look at the prophet Elisha and see what happens when he was received. In 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 8, it says, Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, and there was a notable woman. Now, that, that word notable, it, it kind of means, it, it can mean great in any area. In other words, she wasn't hurting. She, it wasn't like the other widow who, they, she, was, she was a wife of a prophet and, and, and her husband died and, and she was so poverty stricken that they, they were going to take her children into slavery for the debt that she had. Now she received a miracle too. She had an oil well that never run out. Amen. But <clears throat> this isn't that type. This, this is a woman who was, who was well-to-do, well-positioned, and, and, and Elisha would pass by, and she persuaded him to eat some food. I love this. She, she discerned that, that this was a man of God. 
she, she was recognizing that this was a prophet, that there was something that, that she could receive from his giftings, from his talent, from his, his anointing that would, that would benefit her spiritually. Amen? And so she would ask him in for some food. Notable woman, she persuaded him. She didn't just invite. She persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. Made the prophet of God feel comfortable. Amen. God spoke to me. I was sharing with somebody this morning. You know, the gifts of the Spirit, gifts of healing, faith, miracles, tongues, interpretation, prophecy, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Amen. There's hospitality, uh, governments, administration. There's more. Amen. It, but, but one of them is discerning of spirits. And I used to always interpret that as discerning of evil spirits. But it didn't say that. I think it's just as important that we can discern, amen, the Holy Spirit operating and working in people's life. Amen? It's a gift. And why is that important? Because we can receive, amen, if we receive, we can receive, if, if, if we position ourselves to receive, then we'll receive what they have to offer through their ministry, through their gifting, through their call. And so he says, so she, she I believe, perceived, she was, she was sharp in the spirit. And she invited him in to eat. And every time he passed by, it would invite him in and persuade him to eat with her. And so it was, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. She said, I know. Now, we haven't seen or heard anything that Elisha has spoken or done at this point. But she was picking up on something. Amen. You know, we can do that in worship. We can do that in fellowship before a service. We can do that through the preaching of the gospel. We can, we can do that, amen, when, when God speaks into our heart, into our life. We can be sensitive to what God's doing, what he's trying to do, and what he's trying to impart. She said, please let us make a small upper room on the wall. I, I perceive that this is a, a holy man of God that's passing by us continually. Let's start a building project. She went to the, went to the husband. This, this is what I'm picking up on the spirit that you're supposed to do. Amen? Wives are good conduits for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Guys, you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> let's, be, let's build a, a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there. Now she's going for more than a meal. She wants him to stay there when he's good. She wants his presence in the house. She's no fool. She's, she's receiving a prophet in the name of a prophet. And so I'm going to do what I can to make that prophet feel comfortable. I'm going I'm to try to create an environment and an atmosphere that makes him want to be here. Amen? I wonder how Jesus would feel if we created an atmosphere, if we, if we just made a room. Just, just set up a room. God... God, you're welcome anytime. God, let's eat together. God, let's go get coffee together. God, God, when I when I go to bed tonight, God, you know, I'm I'm gonna fall asleep, but you don't sleep. God, just impart, just speak, just do something. God, I'm setting my affection on you. God, I want I want your abiding presence in my life. I, I'm gonna make room for you. God, I'm gonna, we may not eat, we may not have to put a bed, we may not have to put a candle, we may not have to, but what, what he wants us to do is to carve out. Amen. You know, when we get really busy, when there's a lot of good things going on, sometimes it takes more work to carve out that time. Amen. But when we position ourselves to receive, amen, if we don't cut off that life source, 
Amen. We don't cut off the fellowship. We don't cut off the communion. There's something that's imparted in that time that will revolutionize our life. And you may not see it right then. But then something will come your way or something will happen in your life. And what was deposited in that time when, when you made room for Jesus will begin to manifest and carry you through. Her heart was right. Let us make a small upper room on the wall. Let us put a, a bed there for him, a table and a chair and a lampstand so, so uh, it will be. Whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. <laughs> Amen. I like this gal's faith. Let's, let's just make him feel right at home. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned into an upper, in the upper room to lay down there. He, he was tired. He wanted some rest. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite woman. And, and he had called her and, and, and she stood before him. And he, said, and he said to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? What, what can I do for you? You know it's God's heart to bless. You, you make room for him. You get hungry for him. You get thirsty for him. You make an environment that's comfortable for him to come. And pretty soon he's just going to start asking you, not only look at what I have done for you, but what can I do for you? Elisha's a type of Christ here. You know, what can, what can I do for you? And then she says, he says, you want me to speak to the king or to the commander of the army? He rubbed shoulders in high places, Elisha did. He was the mouthpiece of God for that nation. Now, this was a backslidden nation who had nothing but evil kings. God's still raising up prophets trying to get their attention. And he had to learn how to coexist in that evil and, and, and try to position himself where the word of the Lord could be received by anybody. And so, he says, you want me to go to the king in your behalf? You want me to go to the commander of the army in your behalf? Is there, what, what can I do for you? It wasn't like, do you need some woodcut? Or do you, you want me to cook you a meal? Or do you want, no, I'll go to the king, I'll go to the commander. He appreciated being appreciated. Amen. He, he appreciated, you know, the, the Bible says that... The, that I think it's in Proverbs where it says somebody that, that's really got something in the Lord, though, though it's deep within them, it can be drawn out. And I, and I believe that what was happening is, is, is spiritual life was being drawn from Elisha, from this woman, and he loved it. He could tell that there was an impartation here. And, and he said, what, what, what do you want me to do for you? And, and so he said, what can, what can then be done for her? She, said, she answered, she basically, you, you don't need to do anything for me, I'm good. She said, want me to speak to the king and the commander? She answered, I dwell among my own people, I'm content. I don't need a place near the palace, I don't need different land, I don't need, I dwell amongst my own people, I'm happy. So he said, what then can be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually she has no son and her husband is old. Gehazi's working, learning some wisdom too. He didn't say she was old. He said her husband was old. <laughs> he liked being able to turn in there too. He liked being able to get a good home-cooked meal. Amen. He was benefiting from... Amen? The husband's old. They can't have a son. So he said, call her. Elijah said, bring her in. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. This was a touchy area in her life. She had wanted this son, probably wanted this child for years and years and years. In fact, Back then, it was a reproach to not be able to have 
have children, it was assumed you must be in some sort of sin or rebellion against God. And she said, in other words, don't, don't joke with me about this. It wasn't a disrespectful thing to the prophet. She said, don't, in other words, don't be, don't be saying this if you're not going to deliver. Has God ever spoken anything into your life that you think is just plain impossible? He's the way maker. All things are possible with him. The fact that he speaks it releases the power to bring it to pass. When you're, when you're in the Word of God, and I highly recommend it, immerse yourself in the Word of God. When you're in the Word of God, and that Word is coming alive to you, I want you to know that every single word that you receive within that Word is the power to impart and bring that Word to pass in your life. The life is in the seed itself. Receive the engrafted Word, seed, that's able to save your souls. That's not just get you born again. That's able to progress the sanctification process. Amen, right to the end. So he said, about this time next year, you're going to embrace the son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God. She, she respected him, called him the man of God. Do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come, which Elisha had told her, he who receives the prophet in the name of her prophet receives the prophet's reward. He spoke, she conceived. See, prophecy isn't just foretelling or, or, or foretelling. It's created by nature. It doesn't just let us know something in the future. It can speak the future into existence. I'm talking about a word from the Lord. We can't create reality. I'm t don't, don't misunderstand me here. We're online, so I always feel like I've got to clarify everything. <laughs> Amen. We get, see, God spoke, and it was. God said, let there be light before there was light. This is what I'm saying. And when he said, light be, guess what? Amen? He went through all creation that way. He spoke. So when God speaks, things are activated and released in that word. If we're positioned to receive. Now she was trying to get in a position to receive. She had made him comfortable. She had invited him in. She had fed him. Had a building program. Put an addition on the house for the prophet. But then when he goes to the very core thing in her heart. The thing probably that she thought about more than anything else. She said don't joke with me about this. And he said this time next year you're going to have a son. He didn't argue with her. He didn't debate it. He spoke it. And guess what? The woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come and when Elisha had told her. And the child grew. Now it happened one day that when he went out to his father, to the reapers, little boy wanting to tag along with dad to work, that he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to the servant, carry him to his mother. Some People, and I've read some commentaries on it, they think he might have had a sunstroke, some people, but anyway, he, it was bad. And so they said, carry him. He couldn't even go himself. They said, carry him to his mother. He wasn't very old. He did what every good father does when their kids sick. Said, Take him to mom. <laughs> Amen? We see some good family living in here. <laughs> We got a lot of weddings this month. I'm just, I got to be careful here on how I joke about this stuff because. And so, <clears throat> carry him to a mother. Verse 20, and he had taken him and brought him to his mother. He sat on her knees until noon and then died. What would be our response? I mean, if this, if this was us, how would we? perceive this now notice what she does she went up she laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out it was, she was beginning an act of faith 
Then she called her husband and said, Please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, Why are you going to him today? It is neither new moon or Sabbath. And she said, It is well. Not even telling her husband that their only son, miracle child, just died. Says to her husband, it is well. Just give me what I want. Let me get going. It is well. Why, why are you going to the man of God? It's no services today. No conferences. No big events. No concerts. Why, why are you going to the man of God? It is well. That was a statement of faith. Where do you suppose that got imparted? Then she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. In other words, pedal to the metal. Don't slow down unless I tell you. So she departed and she went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant, I look, the Shunammite woman. Please run now to meet her and say to her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And when the servant ran and asked her that, she answered, It is well. Her boy is still dead. Now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet. And one of the servants of the prophet's job is to keep people from hurting the prophet. They're, they're like personal bodyguards. And they're supposed to be learning some things, hanging with the prophet of God too. So she fell and caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to push her away, which was his job. Said, But the man of God said, let her alone for her soul is in deep distress. A woman's soul who is in deep distress is saying, it is well, it is well. They can coexist. If our eyes are fixed on the solution, on the king of kings, on the God of the impossible, it doesn't matter what's really happening around us. It doesn't matter how it's affecting us in the natural. Faith will rise above it, get a hold of God in it, amen, and release God's provision in that situation. He said, let her come. And when she came to the man of God at the hill, she fell at his feet. Gehazi went to push her away, but the man of God said, let her alone, for her soul was in deep distress. The Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. In other words, it was normal for Elisha to know. Another time, a king uh, sent somebody to kill him, and he goes, yeah, hold the door. The son of a murderer sent a king. He uh, sent, the, sent somebody to kill me. Just don't let him in. I mean, it was, it was normal for them to see things in another realm. Amen? It should be normal for us. Amen? Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father do. I only speak what I hear the Father speak. Living from heaven to earth. But he said, the Lord had withheld this from me. He hasn't told me about it. So let her come. So she said, did I ask a son of my Lord? In other words... That's a question. She goes, did I ask you for the son? Well, the answer is no. He just, God just wanted to bless. So I'm just going to give you one. Why? Because he loved her. Did I not say, do not deceive me? Goes to her husband, it is well. Goes to the eyes of the servant, it is well. Because I want the man of God. I want the one who promised it. I want the man who... Who, who was responsible for delivering this, and now I want to see what's going on. And 
Then he said to Gehazi, get yourself ready, take my staff in your hand, and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him, and if anyone greets you, do not answer him, but lay my staff on the face of the child. Amen. He sent his servant, which was very common. It was very common for the servant to do certain things in obedience to the word of the prophet, and there would be, there would be deliverance, there would be healing. So Gehazi took off. And the mother of the child, in verse 30, said, As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. She said, You can send him to do whatever you want, but I'm not leaving him until you come. Something was imparted when he was in her house. She knew the source of the anointing in the man of God. She hasn't even told them her son's dead yet. She said, I'm not leaving until you come. You know, some things, other ministries, Song of Solomon said, when I went past the watchman, I found him whom my soul loves. What's, what he's speaking of. Sometimes we got to push past ministry, pastors, elders, teachers. You got to push past, amen, even leadership and friends and, and other people that have something. You got to get a hold of God yourself. Amen. They're all important. But sometimes, like this woman, you just can't settle for anything less than the Lord Himself. Notice what Elisha did. Th there was relationship there now. And when Elisha came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed. Gehazi runs back and in verse 31 says, Hey, I went, I did everything you said, I put the staff on him, but he's still dead. So then Elisha gets to the house. The child's lying on his bed, dead. She was smart, not just not letting Elisha go. <clears throat> and he went in, therefore, and he shut the door behind him, behind the two of them, and he prayed to the Lord. I think Elisha was perplexed, too. He knew God had done a creative miracle there. He didn't understand why the son would die. God's a good multitasker. I believe he's showing Elisha something and he's showing the Shunammite woman something and the husband's going to miss the whole miracle. <laughs> he's going to hear about it. Trust me, he's going to hear about it. And so Elisha went up and he lay on the child and he put his mouth to his mouth and eyes to his eyes and hands to his hands and he stretched himself out on the child and the flesh of the child became warm. He had prayed. Apparently this is what God told him to do. I want you to be totally identified with this child. I want you to bring your life to this dead child. He was teaching Elisha something. Amen. Do you know we have someone else who was totally identified with us? Amen. The word became flesh. Jesus took upon himself the form of a servant and became a man. Amen, was tempted and tested in all points like as we are, and yet without sin. He became totally identified with us. Why? So that his life could flow to us and through us. Amen? So this prophet lies on this child in obedience to what he had heard, I'm assuming, when he prayed. His body became warm, but that was it. He returned and walked back and forth in the house and again went up and stretched himself on him. And then the child sneezed seven times and he opened up his eyes. Don't just pray once and quit. Amen. The Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing. You will reap if you faint not. This, the man of God, the prophet of God, Elisha, went back. He did the exact same. That's all he had from the Lord to do. He went back and he did it again. And now the child sneezes seven times 
and opens his eyes. So he called Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite woman. So he called her, and when she came to him, he said, Pick up your son. So she went in and fell at his feet and bowed to the ground and then picked up her son and went out. First, she gave honor to whom honors due. She was decreeing something she couldn't see with her natural eyes. It is well. It is well. I just got to get a hold of God in this. It is well. He comes and her son is resurrected. Thank you, Lord. Something in those visits was imparted, was deposited in her life. She perceived that this is a man of God that goes by continually. She availed herself to it. She, she built an addition on. She, she, she went a little further than most people. Amen. Because she wanted that environment. She was hungry for that environment. She was thirsty for that environment. And, and now God is showing her what that hunger, what that thirst can do for you. It doesn't stop here. 2 Kings chapter 8, tremendous famine in the land. Syria had come in, surrounded Samaria so that they were selling donkey's heads for big money and, and dove's dung. I won't explain what that is if you don't know that. Dove's dung. For, for huge money, they were, they were starving. They were eating their own children. Elisha comes in, 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 in 2 Kings 8 and verse 1. Elisha spoke to the woman whose son had had restored to life, saying, Arise and go, you and your household, and stay wherever you can, for the Lord has called for a famine, and furthermore, it's going to come upon the land for seven years. This isn't just a little drought. This is a judgment on the land, so go wherever you can go and live. So the woman rose and did according to the saying of the man of God. See, there was that relationship. He warned her. This is the only one you see warning him warning. Now, he had warned the king. He had told the nation this is what's going to happen. They wouldn't receive it. But because she would receive his word, because she would receive a prophet in the name of the prophet, she encountered her son being born, number one, and being resurrected when he died. And now there's a famine in the land, and he says, look, go wherever you can go to survive. And it came to pass. So she went, she arose, she did according to the saying of the man of God. She went with her household and dwelt in the land of the Philistines for seven years. Goes into the enemy land and dwells there for seven years. And it came to pass, in verse 3, at the end of seven years that the woman returned from the land of the Philistines and she went to make an appeal to the king for her house and for her land. When you, when you forsake your house and your land, anything can happen. The king can take control. The kingdom, it, it can be all part of the king's domain. Or anyone else that squats in there and, and has it for seven years. So she's there to make an appeal for her home and her land. Then the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God. Just so happened, right at this time, he calls in Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, please, all the great things Elisha has done. Testimonies. Tell me all the great things that Elijah has done. Now what happened when he was telling the king, just when he was telling the king, it just happened, when he was telling the king how he had restored the dead to life, that there was the woman whose son had restored to life appealing to the king for her house and her land. And Gehazi said, O oh Lord, my king, this is the woman with her son whom Elisha restored to life. Oh, I was just telling you about this, and here she is. <laughs> I was just telling you about the, the boy that died seven years ago. He's seven years older now. 
Amen. I, I, I was just telling you about that, and there she is. And so he goes, well, what does she want? This is, a, this is a heathen king, by the way. Don't really care that much about God, but he liked the stories. But this wasn't for the king's benefit. He wasn't in a position to receive. But she was receiving a prophet in the name of a prophet. In verse 6, and when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed, I love this, a certain officer for her saying, takes one of his key men, he says, go with this gal, restore all that was hers and all the proceeds of the field from the day that she left the land until now. I want you to go with her, and every cent that was made on that property, I want you to restore to her. Give her her house, give her her land, make sure it's in good condition, and give her back everything we made from it. Do you think she was glad she made a room? <laughs> Just saying. Do you, th do you think that that candle and that bed and that, that chair... Was, was too much to invest. We will reap if we faint not. The issue isn't whether God can do it. The issue is are we positioned to receive In fact, that's the title of my message today, Positioned to Receive. When people are saying, well, how, can you, how, how are you, you going to get through this? How are you going through that? It's well. <laughs> how are you going to overcome this? You lost your job. How are you going to overcome this? Your family's got tremendous strife and turmoil. Hi, hi. The creditors are coming. You've been diagnosed. It is well. Sometimes people ask me, how's your eye doing? It is well. Amen. Faith will reach past the circumstance, the situation that you're in. And faith isn't just by osmosis, it's by relationship. You're going to have to inconvenience yourself a little bit. I'm going to have to inconvenience myself a little bit. We've got to make room for the presence of God. We've got to come into worship and make room you can come in, you can raise your hands, you can sing to the top of your lungs, you can dance until you collapse. But if the heart isn't open to the presence of God, you just got a good workout. Amen? We can come into church. You can invite somebody over to supper that says, hey, I think you know, God's had me praying for you, and I think he has a word for you, and, and you can receive it or not receive it. And we, we are to try the spirits and make sure what, what we're receiving is God. Amen. I'm not just saying anything. But when you know it is and it's confirmed something that God has spoken to you or it's in his word and you say, man, this is, this is God making this come alive, then it is well. No matter how long it takes, no matter how big it is, no matter how impossible it is, it is well. Let's stand together this morning. Thank you, Lord. Have Pastor Pete and the worship team come. Well, <clears throat> I definitely preached to me this morning, and I hope I preached to you. Amen. I hope you get some benefit. <clears throat> I think, I think God is trying to remind us 
through our testimonies, through the things that we've been encountering and been experiencing and witnessing. There's, there's some heavy hearts here today, and I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged. It's not over. It's not over. Persevere past any substitutes. Amen. And get a hold of the Lord. Just make some extra room. God's going to, somebody needs to hit, God's going to make beauty for ashes in some of your life. Beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. I, I, I wish I had time to go into all that that means. Receive it this morning. Amen. Anyone online? Man, some of you are believing for your kids. Some of you are just wondering. You're getting tired because you've been praying so much for certain things. God's going to change how you pray about it. That's a word from the Lord for you this morning. God's going to change. You're not going to pray the same way. You've got into a rut praying. Because your heart's right and you're diligent and you want to see the fruit. You want to see the change. But God, God's going to just wait on the Lord before you pray in that situation again. And then pray how God tells you to pray. He's a multitasker. He's working you in there. Amen? He's going he's to revolutionize your prayer life. He's going to revolutionize how you view people, how you think about people. Amen? You know, God says, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you. And I, I never really had a, a problem with praying for those that despitefully use you. I just had a problem with how I prayed for them. Just saying. I'll pray for them. Call fire down on them. Amen. Huh? Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're on. See, a lot of times we, we can be praying out of, out of fleshly emotion and, 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 and deep sympathy and compassion and, and, and still not be praying the prayer of faith we can we can want it so bad and what we can want can be right and it can be good and it doesn't necessarily connect us with the answer but we take that one step further and we challenge that amen and we say god i know you want what i want I know you want them saved. I know you want them delivered. I know you want them healed. I know you want... God, tell me how to pray your heart over them. Tell me how to release your presence in their life. Tell me how to pray so that they can encounter you the way I've encountered you. And then listen. And it may surprise you how your prayer life changes. Amen. We're going to make the, the whole church an altar this morning. I, I really believe this message is, at least for most of us here. And God wants to bring us to a place where we're positioned to receive, where our testimony is, it is well. Why? Because we factored God into the equation. Not presumption. Faith. That says God's for me and he's not against me. Faith that says he'll never leave me or forsake me. Faith that says his love is unending and it's unconditional. Faith that says I want to, you know that God wants to bless 
Amen. If that's you this morning, just raise your hands and your hearts towards heaven and let's pray together. Father, we come to you this morning in that name that is above every name. And God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that you're a good, good father. And God, this morning, we intentionally position ourselves, God, to receive from you. God, we, we want to, Lord, you said if they receive you, they've received me. God, we, we position ourselves to honor those gifts, honor those giftings, honor that which you have deposited in those people around us, Lord God. God, and we position ourselves to receive God is unto you. And God, no matter how difficult, no matter how impossible, no matter, no matter how heart-wrenching the situations are that we're going through, God, we just decree today, God, that it is well. It is well. And God, we purpose in our hearts to make more room for you. God, help us revamp our schedules. Help us, Lord God. God, to, to, God, to, to run to you with a, a fresh sense of expectation. Help us, Lord God. God, to engage you in our worship and in our prayer. God, in our fellowship, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to, to not just have things become so mundane, Lord God, that we, we, we don't connect. We don't, we don't position ourselves to receive. God, give us the eyes to see past every hindrance, every encumbrance. God, every impossibility. And fix our eyes on the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you, Lord. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you need.